Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. I'm your host, Art Mosley, and today we go down to the City of Roses, Thomasville, Georgia, to talk to the head coach of the Thomasville Bulldogs, Coach Zach Grage. Uh, coach Grage, how are you doing this evening? Doing fantastic, Turd. How are you? I'm doing well. Coach Grage, I'm going to go ahead and tell, tell, tell on myself. We're, we're recording a podcast, and uh, <laughs> I, I started, and Coach Grage has given me some excellent answers, and I look down, and I'm not picking up his voice on the phone. So, Coach, I apologize, and I appreciate your patience for coming back, and hopefully uh, take number two is as good as take number one. No problem. I'll get to sell it again. I'm all about it. All right, Coach, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Tell us a little bit about your coaching history. I know where'd you get your start? Uh, why'd you get into coaching and who's influenced you the most? Yes, sir. Um, just kind of from the get go, to make a real long story short, the, I, I was born in Florida, uh, moved up to Indiana when I was 10. Both my parents are from there. I, uh, went to school at the University of Evansville, played baseball there. We were very successful my senior year, went to the regional in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, met a lot of great guys and had a lot of success. So that, that was really neat. Um, left from there and I, and I didn't know anybody, but I sent out some applications in Georgia and Alabama just to get away from the cold weather. Uh, I found a job in Richmond Hill right outside Savannah. Again, didn't know anybody moved down there the week of July 4th before I started and, um, you know, started there, worked there for three years and I coached football, basketball and baseball, all three there. Now, uh, you know, I saw kind of the, the bottom of the barrel is programmed there, but, you know, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know anything else. I didn't know any better. So uh, I was able to get a position. I met my wife when I was in Richmond Hill. Uh, she was actually at a, a sister school, Bryan County, right down the road. And I uh, met her. We went down to Moultrie, where she had a lot of ties. She's from Brooks County. Uh, her parents are still in Dixie right there on 84. And, you know, I came down to Moultrie as a baseball coach. And, you know, worked for Tony Kirkland. He's unbelievable. Uh, I think one of the top baseball coaches in the state. He's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this January. So that's huge for him. And then I actually went to Coach Probst on a uh, on a whim. As, you know, just you guys got anything I can do. I was, you know, I thought I was a decent football coach at Richmond Hill. Um, you know, I'd like to do something. So he, he had a ninth grade spot, gave me that. And I guess just through work and luck, uh, the right folks left at the right time. As far as football went, my first year, I was a ninth grade guy. Robert Kraft got the head coaching job at North Florida Christian down in Tallahassee. I moved up to quarterbacks. And then without going through all the logistics, you know, the right folks left at the right time. And I was able to move up, coach quarterbacks a couple of years, running backs a few years, got the weight room position. Now, the weight room position came along. Uh, it was also about the same time that my second son, I got three little boys right now, Noah, Daniel, and Luke. And uh, when Daniel came, my wife took me over and said, look, you're done doing something. You know, you got to have spend more time, be a dad. And uh, this the football, you know, football, you put your hours in. But I'll tell you, baseball, with rain outs and, and changing schedules. I mean, it's it's way worse as far as family life goes. Um, so I chose to go the football route uh, and, and it worked out well. Uh, 2014 was named, the, I guess, co-offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, whatever. It's a title. And uh, Sean Calhoun, who's now the head coach at Carrollton, and Joey Bennett, who's the O-line coach at Moultrie, we worked really well together, I thought, to you know put together a good plan and, and get the kids in the right spots. And you also have some really good dudes. Uh, that, that's, that makes coaching a lot easier is to have some ballers. So um, we went 2014, went undefeated at Cockwit, uh, finished sixth in the country, of course, set the state scoring record for most points in highest classification. Um, I thought that was the – the penultimate goal for me right there. I didn't think we could get a lot better. So, you know, little did I know they go and win the national title the next year and go 15 and 0 again. But 
uh, that was great, and I'm proud of them. But I went up to Gilmer High School in LJ, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed my time there. We went four and six. Um, you know, it's a different brand of football. It's a different focus on football. It, it really makes you, um, you know, I guess you never know what you got until you've lost it. But mm-hmm. you understand real quick that, you know, South Georgia football is just a different brand, a different breed. Uh, the community is much different, has a different focus on it. And the folks in LJ are great, and they do – for a North Georgia school, they love their ball. Um and it was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but it was good to get my wife back home, um, with her family and parents and her sisters are down here. But, you know, when you get <clears throat> the, the opportunity for this job, I, I didn't even tell my wife that I applied for this position because I knew how excited she'd be to try and get back home. Um, so when it did come up, uh, I think it was Martin Luther King day when I got the phone call and I was the, the sixth person that they offered this job to. And I tell all the kids, look, man, Tom Brady, six round pick, <laughs> he turned out okay. So. You know, I think we're doing all right, but um, we were able to have some success. And, and, you know, my first year we had some really good players. But, um, you know, you talk about who who influenced us and influenced me. And, you know, there's all kinds of folks, there's no doubt. But as far as professional life, um, you know, Rush is going to be my number one guy that I lean on as far as football questions, administrative questions. He really did an unbelievable job of, of allowing me to come in. That was kind of a. Uh, a stick that I put a little asterisk that I put on my uh, decision to give up baseball was, you know, I'll, I'll I'll choose football, but I want to learn more about it. I want to learn more about what you do behind the scenes. I want to sit on some administrative meetings. I want to, you know, I want to know all the, all the dirty stuff that goes on. And and I, when I went to Gilmer, I realized, you know, Rush let me sit in on those things and understand it, but Rush also had folks that could take care of things for him. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of great staff members, a lot of great assistant coaches, uh, at Gilmer, I realized everything that you had to do from transportation to nutrition to, you know, teaching class, a full load to, you know, there's just so many things. And, and it's so important to have great guys around you, which I think is what we got going on here at Thomasville. But um, anytime I'll talk to Rush, you know, once, twice throughout the week, if not every two weeks. And uh, he's always just a wide open book. Even when we played, he, when we signed the contract, he was trying to give me a hard time. And, you know, we'll never talk anymore. <laughs> and, you know, that was completely wrong. Um, we went to Alabama the next week. So. You know, he's always asking me to tag along on trips. He's always trying to sell me to other coaches. And, um, you know, and not, a lot of it's not X's and O's. It's about, you know, life and ball and how to handle different kids and, and take care of your coaches. And just, you know, if I ever have an off-the-wall question, he's been doing it 38 years. You know, he'll he's probably seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt, I think. But we've built our program as much like Moultrie as we can. That's all I really know um, with with – I guess the Zach Grage kind of flair on it. So uh, it's, it's gone well. It's, you know, been a great three years and hopefully we, you know, get about 20 more in. Good deal. Coach uh, down in Thomasville, the, it's a program that's steeped in tradition. Uh, 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 you, you, the program has 712 wins and, and counting. Uh, you've been playing football for 104 seasons down there, uh, the national title to the, to the credit of the program, five state titles, I believe 26 region titles, put guys, uh, Produced guys such as Mike Bobo, uh, William Andrews, and and Guy McIntyre, guy who played uh, played football when I was a a youngster. Uh, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're you're in your third season, coach. Uh, uh, you know, qualified for the first round of the state tournament. Your first year there, first time in seven years, if I'm not mistaken. You went 12 and one last season, just tremendous season uh, before a, a loss in the quarterfinals to to Herc County. Uh, this season, you're off to a three and one start. You mentioned your game against Colquitt. Uh, you know. Man, I don't. I don't know if that is is 
doing a, a favor to, to, to coach Probst down there, going and in, in, in a really a David versus Goliath Goliath matchup. But in spite of all that, coach, you're three and one. Um, how have things gone for you so far this season? Uh, so far, I've been really, really pleased. You know, we had coming into this season, we lost 20 seniors last year, 21. Uh, excuse me, we got 20 this year. And it was one of those where it's, I felt really good about the guys we had coming back outside of our quarterback and our kicker position. We had a lot of question marks going into those two spots. And we had a kid that could play quarterback, Jay Tillman, but he's really a better receiver. Um, and we had to, you know, find a kid. We had this freshman, uh, you know, Chad Masco. He stepped up and, and played really well. And then we just had a kicker uh, come off the baseball team a couple of weeks ago. He saw some of our kicking woes our first two games and uh, actually came to me on that next Monday after playing Central and, and said, hey, I'll, I'll come kick for you. And he's, he's a, a huge, huge blessing for us. is Hurston Waldrop. Um, and it, it just makes our game completely different. But, you know, if you look at the way the season's going, you start out game one and you got the big rivalry with Cairo, you know, at their place. Our motto this year is prove it. So right away, you know, folks were talking about last year that, um, you know, Cairo was down, Central was down. We shouldn't have won the Brooks game. We shouldn't have won the Cook game. You know, so our, our big thing going into this year is prove it. You know, if we're if we're really here, we got to prove it. So we go to Cairo. We're down fourteen nothing with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and it was one of those those games, Terry, where you're just you're you're dominating in every aspect except the scoreboard. I mean, we had you know double the total yardage. We almost tripled their snaps. The first down was twenty one to five. I mean, it was just one of those where you look around and I said, Golly, are we going to have enough time to win this game like we should? So. The kids really, really showed a lot of a lot of grit, a lot of fight through their adversity, and um, we ended up scoring and then scoring again with about a minute and a half left. We went for two, which we had already called that off the sideline before that series, and the kids knew it. They bought into it, and we executed the two-point play and won that game 15-14, to 14, um, which was awesome. And then we go and we uh, we put it on Central pretty good. We beat them 39-7 at our place, home opener. Uh, best atmosphere in the state of Georgia. I'll put that against anybody. Thomasville versus Thomas County Central here at Veterans Memorial Stadium is the best atmosphere in Georgia. There ain't no doubt. So it was great to come in. There's a lot of excitement around Coach Henderson, his program at Central. We have got a lot of excitement coming through. There's a lot of area schools that weren't playing. So, you know, we had a, a ton of folks in the stadium, and uh, it was a great win. Uh, then we go to Cockwit, and, you know, kids played hard. But we didn't play real good, and, and we didn't coach really well either. So, that was one of those that it really woke, you know, opened our eyes up in the staff room about this is the way things need to happen. Don't get lost in the lights. You just came off a huge atmosphere with Central. You know, why did we change when we went to Moultrie? I just don't think we coached real well in the game. So that led us to uh, to Everglades this past Friday. And, uh, you know, 8A school out of out of Florida, South Florida, you know, they came in and they get off the bus and they've got kids, they, they look the part. Um, and our kids that, you know, they're calling it a rebound game or whatever. I think that's only a rebound game if you think that you're supposed to lose uh, to Cockwood. But, you know, we went in and, and did what we're supposed to do, uh, 39 to nothing. And, you know, you always think as a, as a head guy, and this is kind of me, that, you know, there's always should be more better things that you can do. But, you know, I'm proud of the kids. They responded. Um, defensively, we're playing really well right now. Our assistant, my, my staff, it is unbelievable. They did such a good job last year building depth. I think they're continuing to do that this year and, and starting this program, especially on the two A level. That's difficult when you're, you know, graduating 20 to 25 kids a year. Um, but I, I'm pleased with where we are now. I think Chad's really, really, really improved every week. Uh, what I told the kids, the best part about being in game four is we definitely have not peaked. Uh, you know, I think some teams around the state are playing really well mm -hmm. and, you know, we're, we're not. 
you know, I think we're playing okay, but there's a lot of things that we can improve upon. A lot of guys that, um, you know, Kevin Cochran was a returning preseason All-State selection, 52 catches last year. He really did nothing the first three games and just finally, you know, he had six catches the other night and played well. But we've got a lot of things we continue to work on. And um, last year, I really think we peaked about game eight. We played Lawton Childs and, and really played well. And I think kind of there we, we stalemated the rest of the season. So um, right now, I love where we're at. I love our kids' mentality. I love our, our the character of our team. Um, I love coming to work every day. I love seeing these boys and I love, you know, the, the love and the effort they're putting into this community and this program. Coach, you mentioned uh, uh, you know starting uh, starting quarterback, and I and I, I think I read a wrote a preview on you guys. You said and and you were pretty frank about hey we need to find a kicker, and it looks like you've gone out and done that. But yes, in, in in terms of uh, biggest challenges this team coming into this season, you face uh, are there any that you hadn't mentioned, and uh, how have you all handled that if 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 you're still working on those those challenges? Here's the biggest thing that, you know, we had the talent. There's no doubt. And I really thought I, w- I was extremely surprised that we were able to come back and win the K-Row game because all throughout the summer, again, uh, me and my staff, uh, we, we do a pretty good job of, of trying to come up with adverse situations. So we come into summer practice. I hate getting into a, 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 the grind. I don't let our kids say grind. Grind to me is something that you don't like doing, mm-hmm. that you're having to push yourself through it. No, man, we're here to have fun. We're here to go and practice football because it's a game. It's fun. It, it should be something you're building up your brotherhood. So, you know, dealing with adversity was a big thing coming into it. And our kids did not do a good job of it this summer. If we flipped up, you know, we play music at practice. You know, one day I might come in and play Celine Dion and their practice would be terrible. And they're yelling at me, you know, we can't practice this stuff. <laughs> no, we ain't doing that. You know, our, our, our dealing with adversity, if we threw, we do a bunch of things I call sudden changes where we've got our practice schedule. Everybody kind of knows what's going on. And then, you know, period four, I may blow the whistle a hundred times and say, hey, you know, offense, defense, ones on ones or call out a special team. And we did not do a very good job of handling that. So I was very proud and very pleased with them about showing the the effort in the game to come back from being 14 nothing down. Um, our, our biggest thing, though, that we're continuing to work on is the leadership. Um, we, you know, we graduated a Charlie Thomas that's at Georgia Tech, a Quentin Jones that's at Gardner Webb, a JT Rice, our quarterback that, uh, you know, it was a coffee bill playing football. And, and you know, you, I thought we were able to replace their talent decently. Um, you know, Charlie did about four different things for us. We replaced him with four different kids. But, you know, our, our talent wasn't the question. But that was the thing over the summer. We have a lot of great kids, really, really good kids that I hope my sons grow up to be like. We don't have a lot of mean kids that, you know, that would handle the accountability part, that would go out of their way to, you know, if a young buck's messing up, or doing things that, that we don't do here in Thomasville, you know, they wouldn't go out of their way to correct them. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be something where we're, we're cussing and fussing and doing all that stuff, but, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things, in my opinion. So that has really been one of those that um, we've had to work on, and, and it's one of those you can teach a little bit, but then there's those natural guys. And I think that we've had some step up over the first couple of games, but it's just taken a little bit, and we're still looking for those guys. And I call them, you know, I wrote on the board, uh, Monday heading into this week of practice for our open week that, um, you know, I, I'm still looking for some dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to know who those guys are that, you know, third and one down two points, you know, what do we do? Who are we going to get the ball to? Um, that guy on defense that I know is going to get that ball back that I know, I know talent wise who it should be, mm-hmm. but I want to know who's, you know, when it comes cutting time, what what's going to happen there at the end. And, um, and I think that's true of a lot of high school programs, but, 
I'm excited with, with what they've done. I'm excited with, with where we are and, and where we're going to be hopefully here in the next 12 weeks. Talking to Coach Zach Grades, a head coach of the Thomasville Bulldogs, uh, a, two, a two-way power down in South Georgia. Coach, uh, I know you mentioned Chad Masco, uh, your quarterback, and he's passed for, I believe, 708 yards and, and, and tossed four touchdowns early in the season. Uh, who are some of the other surprise players for your team uh, thus far in, in, in early in the season? Um, I, I'd say easily on offense, you know, we expected a lot of guys like Jay Tillman, Peyton Singletary, who moved over to offense. Peyton's been a pretty good surprise. Uh, he's playing tight end. He's a 6'3", 220-pound kid, has a couple offers under his belt. Uh, but he's been one that had to learn the position. He, we moved him from a defensive end where he started as a freshman and sophomore. You know, put him over the tight end and because I think that's where he's more projectable. He's really done a good job, and you can see him improving at almost the same rate as Chad. Uh, just learning the game. Uh, another great, great, great surprise, excuse me, is our, our ex receiver, our outside receiver is a sophomore. Um, Ricardo Johnson has been a great surprise for us. And, and we knew again, Ricardo has, has tools through the roof, but him being able to step up as a sophomore and make a lot of plays on a team that has a lot of older guys with experience. You know, he's taken a, a couple guys spots and, um, you know, we love the competition there. Um, you know, O line wise, we pretty much knew who we were going to have in. We do have a battle going on at right guard. Um, that we're still waiting to see where we are, but everybody else was, was basically returning. Uh, defensively, um, Devon Samuel at, at corner is a great surprise for us that, you know, and that's, it's weird saying because Devon started every game last year at corner, but he really didn't do anything. He just kind of played the game instead of making plays in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already, he was named our defensive player of the week, week one against Cairo. He's coming off a big night Friday where he had a pick and, you know, played really well against a kid that was much bigger than him. So now he's actually, I think, understanding that, you know, we pressure our kids and we say, you know, the pressure down here is a privilege. There's folks that care about you. And I think Kirby said it with the, with the Georgia Bulldogs, where it's, you know, when people care about you and you've got a program and a community on your back, that pressure is a privilege because it's not like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he's under pressure, he's able to make plays. Um, you know, everybody else has been – one of those that, that we kind of expected to come in and, and work. And then, you know, a kicker, Hurston Waldrop, thank goodness, is a big surprise. Uh, I know we mentioned him earlier, but that's been something that's going to help change our program. Coach, you talked about the the kind of normals, uh, and, and I don't want to say the, the 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 expectations, but who are some of those guys who have uh, have, have come to play, you expect them to play well, and they've, and they've done well for you? Uh, defensively, there's four guys immediately to stick out, really five. Um, Terry Lee. Our safety kind of do everything kind of kid. He's committed to Tennessee Chattanooga as a corner. Uh, Jeremiah Powell is a four year starter. Uh, he was a two time all state kid. He's our Mike linebacker. Um, you know, he's a B gap to B gap. Just, just go in and do your business. No flash to him. He's an old school type football player. Cedric Robinson, we call him the quiet assassin. He's going to sit there and just make every play in the game and, and you don't notice him. But then you look at the stat sheet and he had eight tackles and a forced fumble and, um, you know, he's just going to do his job and do what he's supposed to do. He's another – he's a three-year starter. Um, Mark Davis on the defensive line, he led our team in tackles last year as a nose guard. And and he's – it's funny because guys come in to recruit and they'll say, Coach, let me see that kid, that Mark Davis kid. I, you saw he led in tackles. And you've got a six-foot-one, 210-pound white dude that comes walking <laughs> up the stairs. And uh, he's he's a starting goalie on our soccer team, so he always drops weight in the spring. And – you know, I'm like, Mark, come on. But I, I'm just telling you, he is a football-playing joker. I mean, if somebody just takes a flyer and says, you know what, I just want football players. I don't need 6'5", 300-pound nose guards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can do it all. Uh, and then 
the guy that's most explosive on our defense and has the most, I think, potential as a you know possible SEC kid is is Jayshon Thornton. Jayshon's a, a, a junior. Um, he's he's the woo hit guy uh, that I always tell our kids I want woo hits. I want those those people in the stands go woo whenever you hit somebody, <laughs> and uh, he will he will knock you out. And he understands the defense. He's fast. I mean, he's got all the tools, and he's a great kid. Um, you know, and he's one that, that played for us as a freshman and has continued to get better throughout the years. Uh, offensively, you know, I kind of mentioned Kevin hitting his stride a little bit late. Jay Tillman's a big receiver for us, a 6'3 kid out at Z. Um, Ricardo that I mentioned as a surprise is a, another 6'3", 6'4 kid out at X. Um, our two running backs are probably the stalwarts of our, our offense. Tangelin is a uh, first-team all-region, is a sophomore and a junior. He's back. And... Uh, you know, just a big, good high school back, does everything well, pass pro, catches the ball. You know, he's not a big explosive guy. He's not a 4-3 guy like all these dudes on our Twitter. We got more 4-3 guys in Georgia than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's just a good high school back. And then Malik Miller, it's our 1A and our 1B. That You know, there's not a backup. They're going to split reps throughout the game. Um, Malik was our, our third-headed monster last year. Uh, we had a kid graduate and go to Jacksonville University. So Malik, you know, stepped in as that, that next guy. Uh, and our offensive line, just I'll buzz through them because they're unbelievable. We'll have, you know, I'd put our line up against anybody as far as the prettiest looking. Now, they don't always play real good, <laughs> but they look real good. Um, our left tackle is a uh, a junior, Grant Conger, he's 6'5", 315. Uh, our left guard, Javante McGriff, committed to Tulane. He's a senior. Uh, our center, Larry Williams, is a three-year starter. Our right guard is where we have a competition between the two Willies. It's Willie Tillman and William McBride. They're both juniors. And then our right tackle is a senior, um, a 6'3", 260-pound uh, Tevin Rayford. So, you know, a lot of those those guys come back with experience. We did play about seven linemen last year. We're in the same situation this year. Jakari Borders is a big, long uh, junior. He's he's rotating in a tackle. So we're in a good situation right now, and, and guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, our kicking game that folks don't talk about, our holder, Malin Cochran, has been holding since he's a freshman. He's a junior this year. Um, we had to get a new long snapper. Darmir Abzada is a junior, um, and he's been doing a great job long snapping for us. So, you know, all those little parts that pe- people don't know about, I think that's where we're strong. Coach, you mentioned uh, a host of names, uh, and, and Jay Sean Thornton, you, you were talking about him. I just wrote down a quick note, Thumper. Uh, so I, I, I got to imagine <laughs> uh, he, he's delivering some some big hits uh, on Friday nights. Coach, you talked about these guys, and I, I mean, the, the, I've seen the stats. They're impressive. You know, uh, uh, Kerry Lee, 20 tackles. Cedric Robinson, 25 tackles. Kevin Cochran, 225, 20, 220 yards receiving. Jay Tillman, 209 yards receiving. Tangellin, 374 rushing yards. Great stats. But, Coach, let's talk about some of these guys off the football field. Uh, who were the high performers in the community and or in the classroom? And, and kind of tell us if, if one or, or any of them stand out amongst the others. Uh, there's a definite in the game magazine down here does a big community service award for all of Southwest Georgia, everybody they cover. And, and Cedric Robinson, the, the linebacker, he actually won it for the area uh, coming out of the spring. So, you know, we're extremely proud of him. He's involved in a lot of things with the Omega fraternity. Um, he does a lot of things with his church. I mean, your standard, just a fantastic high school kid. He does work-based learning in the morning. He's got tech classes. He's in dual enrollment. His academics are off the charts. Um, and like I told you, he's, we, to me, he's that quiet assassin. Like you don't even know he's out here. He's going to do everything right. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. Um, he's one that, you know, when my kids, my, my three boys are up here all the time running through the field house, messing stuff up and, 
and said and Tevin Rayford and Jay Tillman are going to be the ones that are, you know, kind of babysitting him, looking after him, playing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamari Sapp is another one. And Jamari uh, is a senior receiver for us. His older brother is Tory Sapp. He's playing at Albany State. Um, but Jamari is another one, just a great, quiet kid. It's about five, 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 six, 160 pounds. Um, but he plays like he's six foot seven, 300. I mean, he will come and block and he'll do everything he's asked to do. And he may touch the ball once a game. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of great kids. The Mark Davis is a great kid. And that's the thing. If I go through all of them, I love the character of our kids. I, I love, you know, you start talking about the third year of a program and hopefully this is the last time that I'm in a third year of a program, but the, the kids, you can just tell they bought in. You can tell that, you know, last year was a great season to put this program where it needed to be because, you know, we go 12 and 0. The kids understand that what we're doing is working. So they're buying into it that, you know, we know what we're talking about. The coaches, you know, have their best genuine interest at heart. We do things in a first class manner. Um, but then you still have that sour taste in your mouth because you lost the last game. Mm-hmm. So that, that I think is a perfect as far as a program buy in standpoint. And, and the kids are, you know, we, we stress you know, being a great example for those little kids who, you know, the best thing about Thomasville, these kids grew up here. Their daddies are from here. Their uncles are from here. Their mamas are from here. That when you went to football games when you were small, who'd you look up to? Well, now you're them. Mm-hmm. Now you got little kids in the stands that are going to be here and play Thomasville football. And now they're going to talk about Jay Tillman and Chad Masco. So, you know, we've got to do a great job of being an example for them, going to youth games, going to the elementary schools, you know, doing things in the community. Um, and, and understanding that you're probably not getting recognized for it just because you do it because you're supposed to. Right. So. Well, coach, that's good to hear. And, 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 I, and if, it, if it doesn't mean anything else to anybody in this state, I, I appreciate and enjoy hearing uh, the, 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 the players that play on Friday nights, giving back to that community that comes and supports them. Um, I think it's a great life lesson that, uh, you know, we're all connected and, and bound and no man is an Island. So great, great to hear. And, uh, and uh, kudos for you in your third year for, for helping foster that type of environment down in Thomasville. Amen. It's easy with good kids, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, last week you faced Everglades. We talked a little bit about that. They're in 8A school, which is the highest classification down in Florida. Um, is it easy? One, first question, is it easy to get to find a game like that? Um, and, and second, what did you learn about your team from that game? Uh, first question, no. It was terrible. I never want to have to go through it again. Uh, what actually happened was we had a couple teams drop us from last year, uh, Worth County, uh, Monroe, and then Lawton Childs were able to pick up a couple of those through a bunch of scheduling uh, miscues that I don't even want to get into. Mm-hmm. We had to find a team that we could buy for two years. We had to buy out their home game. So we started with a bunch of local schools down in South Georgia. The, most of the regions are big, so they don't get to schedule many non-region games. And then with all those power rankings, playing a 2A school – does not help them. So mm-hmm. a bunch of the schools around here, they're single A, they go play big five A, six A schools. Um, even though they might get drilled, they get more power points for playing a bigger school. So anyways, we had to go on a national message board. My athletic director, Chris Merritt is unbelievable. Um, all we do is coach football. He handles everything else. He's unreal, but he goes on this national message board. We get a couple of schools from Florida that are willing to, to talk. And I said, all right, pick the biggest one. Let's go. <laughs> and, and that was it. And everybody's is willing to, to enter into a two year deal like we do with Georgia. And, um, the rest is history from there. Now, you know, how do we handle it? I think it's tough to motivate kids when you don't know an opponent, you know, Cairo, Central, Brooks, 
I, I don't need to motivate anybody. Mm-hmm. If you can't get up for that game, you, you're wrong. Coach Hughes that used to be here, he came and spoke to the team and said, if you can't get up for 15 days in a year, then, then something's wrong with you. you know, like you should be able to be self-motivated. But, you know, it's, it's high school kids that they don't know much about a team. So um, we're having to research and make them look, you know, big and good and fast and strong, which they were. And just um, we kind of went with it of – you know, going in last week, it was you want to be three and one, you be two and two. Mm-hmm. You just had a game where people were starting to question you. Again, it was prove it. People were starting to question you. Um, we really, and it's something I learned from Coach Probst, you really push the South Georgia mentality. You got a South Georgia versus South Florida. Rush did such a good job, and he still does, I'm sure, with the the South Georgia versus Gwinnett, South Georgia versus Cobb. You know, whether it's true or not, that you know these kids don't work like you do. These kids don't don't love football like you do. They just do football. You are football. You know, this is. Uh, that's something that we tried to push a little bit last week that, you know, we showed one of their games and they had 26 folks in the stands. We counted it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just come off a game. We had 13,000 people in the stands. So, you know, it matters here. Mm-hmm. You, you owe it to your community. So we played and I didn't notice a whole lot of difference. I expect our kids to play hard and play tough every night, um, play a physical brand of football. But, you know, we had a lot of calls and a lot of folks coming to the field house this week talking about, you know, it looked like they were playing with a chip on their shoulder and it looked like they came out for a little, you know, to feel better about Friday than, than we did the, the Friday previous against Cockwood. Coach, you, you're, you're on a bye week and you told me or before we started recording that there there are no bye weeks in, in Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, no, sir. But, <laughs> but uh, you, you don't have a game against a, a, an official opponent. Uh, when I say official, no, another school, you say you're playing Thomasville this week. But how do you how do you spend this week preparing for the remainder of the season? Well, you got to be smart. Well, I love the way that our, our bye weeks do fall. We had, you know, the four games and we had a bye week. Then we got another five game stretch. It's really pivotal in our season, uh, with Cook, Crisp, Brooks, Fitzgerald, and then Barry. And then we have another bye week before hopefully a six week stretch. We've got early county to end the regular season and then a five week state championship run. Uh, so I, I love the way our, our bye weeks fell this week or this year, but you know, you got to be smart. We only have, excuse me, we've had one major injury to deal with. Uh, had a young man, Chris Monroe, dislocate his elbow against Cockwood County. He will be back next week uh, for, for Cook, and that's huge for our defensive line. Um, but otherwise, it's just kind of keeping guys fresh, understanding we're still here to work. We just got off the field uh, about 6 o'clock for tonight, and we got after it for an hour and 45 minutes, 21-period practice, and it was just ones-on-ones pretty much all day, you know, a couple of indie drills. But we did every kind of situation that we could think of, and we had competitions, and the losers had to pay up, and – um, it was awesome. It, I, I love those practices, getting back to the one-on-one deal instead of doing scout team stuff all the time. So our kids really responded to it. But then you also got to understand you got to be smart. You know, um, we're not doing anything in the mornings. We're just having to get to school, you know, get here, you know, 745, eat breakfast and, you know, sleep in instead of doing our normal film session. We've actually been practicing in the morning all season up until now. So the kids are used to getting here at, um, you know, we start the clock at 530 in the morning every day. And, you know, that wears on you a little bit. But mm-hmm. our kids were playing well, and they asked for it, and we, we kept rolling with it. So, um, you know, transitioning to the afternoon, but but being smart, you know, rotating our ones and twos, making sure, you know, trying to find those young ballers like I talked about, those dudes, and trying to find that guy that's going to get you over the next uh, five weeks. And then, you know, we spent today on us. We're going to spend tomorrow on Cook as a little cheat day, and then we're going to spend Thursday back on us. We're going to scrimmage before school. And uh, it'll be awesome. So, you know, just getting back into the, the physicality, the, the 
the idea that, you know, work on us. Let's go back to our basic fundamentals, all the scheme stuff we've been doing the past four weeks. Like I told our offensive guys, I, I just want base stuff, base formations, base plays. Let's go fast. Let's catch and throw footballs. Let's block. And, and you know, defensively, it's back to fundamentals, creating turnovers and tackling. So, you know, it's been nice. And, and our kids, I'll tell you, you respond. I'm sure it be much different. We're 0 4. But being that we're 3 and 1 and we're coming off, you know, four pretty good weeks, that, you know, they respond and they bought in. So it's been great. Coach, after, uh, after, after the bye week and, and you get cooked, and I know that you've, you've played uh, Thomas County Central and, and Cairo. Are there any big rivalry games that are – I won't say big for you because I realize that the, the most important game for you uh, is the next game. Um, but is there anything, any big game for the community that the, that the, uh, the, the folks in, down in Thomasville might have circled for you for the, going the rest of the way? Yeah, that's easy. Brooks, mm-hmm. there ain't no doubt. And, that, and that's one of those, and this is something I learned too. It's hard to win. Um, my first speaking engagement when I got here, I was at the Rotary Club, and, and they asked – somebody asked a question from the crowd about – you know, what's the biggest game? And I gave the old coach answer. Well, you know, they're all 1-0 or 0-1. <laughs> they count all the same. Um, I had some folks come up to me afterwards, uh, actually two brothers that I love dearly right now. They're, they're my golf buddies. But uh, they came up and said, Coach, make sure you understand that Central is the biggest game here, mm-hmm. that, you know, that that is the deal. So, you know, Central's big. So I don't want to lie and say anything. And Like I told the kids, yeah. You know, Cook and Crisp and, and Barry and Fitzgerald and all those guys, you know, that's going to help us win a region title and state playoff run. In the long run, they do all matter the same. But our, our kids, and this is huge for this community, our kids pride themselves on bragging rights. The, our, our senior class this year is going to be able to walk around with their chest a little poked out because they beat Central or junior and senior year. You can't change that when they're 50 years old. I firmly believe that there's folks in this town that would rather have us beat Central than win a state title. I mean, one of the, that's how important it is. Um, Brooks, I saw this in Moultrie. The old crowd really wanted to beat Valdosta. The new crowd wanted to beat Lowndes. Mm-hmm. I, I see that now here in Thomasville as well as I think, you know, everybody wants you to beat Central. That's kind of your old crowd. You have some real old crowd that wants you to beat Cairo. But really your your new crowd, your younger crowd uh, is Brooks. And it's a recent rivalry. You know, we played them 20-something times. Um but it's the most heated, uh, most well attended. You know, last year the fire marshal shut us down. We we're at their place. We we're I think seven and zero and eight and zero. I mean, it was a huge game. So uh, and it was an awesome game. So that'll be definitely one that that we're looking forward to. And uh, Thomasville's never beaten Brooks three times in a row as long as Coach Freeman's been there. So you know, have a lot riding on that as far as history goes too. Coach, uh, a big region schedule the rest of the way once you get through cook and crisp everyone in your region uh only sitting with one loss and brooks yeah. brooks at two and one everybody else including yourself with three wins so no no easy outs uh down in uh in region one uh coach uh, once again talking to coach zach grage head coach of the thomasville bulldogs coach we're going to switch gears uh, just a little bit to ask you a couple questions about yourself and then give you one of my favorite questions to ask coaches and let you get out of here. Thanks again for spending some time with us this evening. Coach, yes, if you weren't teaching or coaching, what, what career would you have chosen? Uh, I was actually going to be a lawyer. And like you can tell, I talk. Um, I like to talk. I like to argue. I think I'm smart. And But when I went in, I graduated from high school, still going to be a lawyer. And then when I actually did the research as far as schooling and 
uh, you know, having to go to school for eight years and read all the books and memorize all the stuff. I said, no, this ain't it. So, <laughs> uh, we actually had, we do a Sunday devotional with our coaches at one o'clock with a guy, the guy comes in and he actually asked us that question a couple of weeks ago is, you know, do you feel like this is your calling? And it's weird how it kind of works that, um, I didn't want to be a coach. I didn't want to do this, but I understood, you know, the way it worked out this, I would rather be doing nothing else, but I'd probably end up being a lawyer. Well, well, coach, it seems like, uh, seems like you found your calling and glad things have worked out. Uh, coach, you've been doing this for, for a few years now. When it's all said and done, when you hang up the whistle, what do you want your legacy to be in terms of the coaches that you coached with and the players that played for you and the community that you, uh, that you served in? What do you want your legacy to be? Here's, and this is bad, but whenever I go, you know, I've attended, unfortunately, a, a bunch of funerals around here for, you know, players, families and uh, acquaintances, families and coworkers, family, whatever it might be. But, you know, you always sit in those pews and you're listening to the eulogy and you're like, man, what would mine look like? I know everybody tries, you know, probably thinks about that, but mm-hmm. I hope it's one of those where, you know, you pack the place out that, yes, it's important to win and yes, it's important to you know, because without winning, you don't have a job. So that's where people get these catch-22s is, mm-hmm. yes, you want to put kids in school and you got to raise good men and teach them life, and but you also got to win and which one comes first. And I think you can do it all. I mean, that's – people are excited and proud to be a part of your program because it's winning and it's successful, and then you're also putting kids in school. You know, one of our biggest points of pride, we put 11 kids um, that signed at some level last year out of 20 seniors. So, you know, that's – that's huge. That's over 50%. And we're going to try and get it to a hundred. And out of those uh, nine that didn't sign, we had three more go to the military. Um, a couple others go to four year school. So, you know, we're excited about that part of it. Um, you know, I want, first and foremost, I want my kids to be proud of me. Mm. Um, and we try and do our best. Again, my wife's a saint. She's a single mother for six months of the year, but she does a great job bringing them up here and, and allowing you know, them to be a part of this and, you know, I can kind of coach them and each one of them has their own um, personality where, you know, my seven-year-old comes out and he'll help me blow the whistles. He wants to be a coach. My five-year-old puts pads on and he goes through all the drills and my three-year-old's just mean. He goes and tries to hit the kids and, you know, sneak up on them. So <laughs> he's going to be my little tackle, I think. But, you know, I think as far as coaches go, the best legacy you can give them is, is hopefully when they go on to bigger and better things, then, they are calling me for questions, you know, using me as a mentor, um, putting our program in, in place and putting their own spin on it. I think that's, that's, and they don't have to send me a thank you card, but you know, that's what means a lot. And then, you know, you've got guys that go on to the next level, um, that you still talk to or that don't go on the next level that you still talk to. And those are the ones that, you know, when they send you a little something, maybe a wedding invitation, just, you know, I got kids from Cockwood County, they came by last year, a group of them came and watched our Thanksgiving morning practice because they were back home. Um, you know, stuff like that is, is big. So uh, my dream, and this is the first time I'm going to be released on national media, but uh, I'd love to have a field named after me and not dying to do it. So, you know, sometimes when people die, they feel bad for you and they put your name on a field. But uh, I'd love to have, I'd love to be here and, and set my legacy here and, be synonymous with with Thomasville and I know the program is much bigger than me and and it will still be much bigger than me but you know I'd like to be where you look at a place and say you know Thomasville oh that was that's where coach Grage was and uh you know that's my honestly my ultimate goal but um when you get the kids out there and all that I I like my funeral to be packed as well so very very well said coach uh 
couple things, and and, and uh, you know, I, I I coach a little bit myself, uh, and that's that's like my wildest dream is somebody named their basketball court after me. Um, and, and you know, it, hey, you, you gotta you gotta have. Uh, I, I told uh, some of my colleagues, you gotta have a big, hairy, audacious goal at some point. Um, and to put it out there, something to shoot for. So, coach, uh, well, while some might say, "Hey, that's a that's a little bold," I, I love the the to put it out there. And and like you said, I don't want people to feel sorry feel sorry for me because uh, you know maybe I died way too young or or, or, or passed away. We got to honor coach. But man, it looks like you're you're in the right direction. Whether or not they name a field after you or not, the the the, the fact that you said, "Hey, I want my kids to be proud of me." That's a, that's awesome to hear. And man, if you're doing that, I think you're doing the right things down there in Thomasville. I appreciate it. Coach, last question. And once again, appreciate you spending some time with us this evening. Uh, I'm, I love to eat. And I've, I've been, you know, since the season started, <laughs> I've been, I've been putting on some pounds. I got on the scale the other day and I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to get, start working out again. Best place to get a pregame meal down in Thomasville. Now that's what I actually thought about this one this morning while I was in the shower. Cause that is a loaded, loaded question <laughs> in Thomasville. For any of you that have been here, the best restaurants in America, uh, just, Overall, everybody talks about Jonah's, the fish and grits. Everybody talks about Soho and Sass, and you got every chain restaurant known to man. Uh, so, but I think it's a really easy answer when you get to it. If you can eat in one place in Thomasville that epitomizes Thomasville, it is George and Louis, uh, right here on Remington Avenue downtown. It's been there for a million years. I think it burnt down some time ago, and the guy rebuilt it. Um, but the owners are Thomasville guys. Um, they're older. It's it's you can get whatever you want. It is unbelievable. But George and Louis is where I, I would make you go. Fair enough. We've heard it from Coach Coach Grades. Man, you spent a tremendous amount of time with us today. Thank you so much. You've been gracious with your time. We really do appreciate you uh, letting us know about what's going on in Thomasville. A little bit about yourself and 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 the expectation of, of prove it this season for, for the Bulldogs. So uh, coach, we wish you much luck the rest of the way. And uh, hopefully come November, we can, uh, we can talk to you again. We're looking forward to it. I appreciate y'all. Thanks so much, coach. Once again, thank you to coach Zach grades, the head coach of the Thomasville Bulldogs down in Thomasville, Georgia, the Bulldogs again are three and one on the season. And have a bye week this week. They come back to face the Cook County Hornets on uh, September 21st. We wish Coach Grage and the Bulldogs the best of luck the remainder of the season. Please remember to visit our sponsor, Yorganize It. Yorganize It helps people create order wherever it is lacking in their lives. From simple closet solutions, playroom overhauls, or whole house makeovers, Yorganize It has a customized solution for you. You can find them on the web at yorganizeit.com. That's Y-O-U-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-I-T dot com. You organize it. Your space, your time, your life. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N dot com or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 